That's that's totally Kristen Chenoweth though. That's like her life is littered with stories like that. Oh my god, she's perfect. We love. You should get her on. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast celebrating LGBTQ plus pop culture. That's not, that's not that's it. Not that's right. not the line. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. Welcome to One More Thing. Nope, that's no. not it. <laughs> Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Robert. And I'm Jay. Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds weird. weird. <laughs> Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm, I'm nope. <laughs> Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast celebrating pop culture through an LGBTQ plus lens. We did something really cool. Yeah, we just interviewed Alan Cumming. Yeah, let's just say let's just say it again. We interviewed Alan Cumming. He he was just here. Yeah, he we're looking at the chair where he was sitting. Mm-hmm. We're sitting on a couch and he's sitting on the chair. I really liked what he was wearing. He was, he was wearing like oh no, he was wearing an amazing suit. His shirt complimented my shirt well. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad that he got the memo of what I was gonna wear. He was in a gray, like very tailored, sharp suit. Yeah, and he had a blue and white floral button down. Mm-hmm. And his hair was sort of slicked up. Yeah, and it matched his suit, which it was did. just like really doing it. It was great. We were super excited to have him here. He was lovely and wonderful. Before we get into the interview, let's say why we had him. Yeah. So he is, if anyone doesn't know who Alan Cumming is, <laughs> I guess the theme of this season is like, if you don't know what this is, why are you listening to the damn podcast? <laughs> I mean, at this point, we taught you everything you needed to know last season, yeah. and now we're just rolling in it. So if you don't know Alan Cumming, he is an actor. He's Scottish. He's been in such films as Burlesque, mm-hmm. the 1998 made-for-TV movie of Annie. Mm-hmm. Was that 1998? And that's it. That's yeah, all he's ever been in. Yeah, only two movies. <laughs> He's also been on The L Word. He's in the Marvel Universe. He's oh, in yeah, the X-Men he's in movies. X-Men. He was in Cabaret. Oh, yeah. Just that, <laughs> little, that little thing that he did twice. You might remember. <laughs> he also, when I moved to the city, he was doing the Scottish play. His like, right, one-man his one version. Man version. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's openly bisexual. We've talked about him before on our Bisexuality Roundtable. He's a two-time Golden Globe nominee. He's a two-time Screen Actors Guild nominee. He's a five-time Emmy nominee. He's a winner and four-time Olivier nominee. He's a Tony Award winner and host. He's a Drama Desk Award winner. He's a GLAAD Media Awards Vito Rosso winner. He's a Human Rights Campaign Humanitarian Award winner. Sorry, that was a GLAAD Media Awards Vito Russo winner. He's a Trevor Project Hero Award winner. He's a P-Flag Choice Award winner. He's an MTV Movie and TV Award winner. He's a Fleshbot winner for Sexiest Fashion. And he's a Vanity Fair Hall of Fame member. Which... Let's talk about the things that we've won, Jay. Well, we recently won a Pulitzer for our... We won a Pulitzer for investigative journalism. But no, we're really excited to have him. My mom would be super mad if I didn't say that Burlesque is one of, if not our favorite movie. Burlesque is also the reason that you and I are friends. Oh, it is. That's right. Yeah. Jay and I met through a mutual friend and we got into this conversation about movies that make us cry in the theater. And I, trying to impress people, was like, I've never cried in a theater. And then... I think it was, it wasn't that night. It was a couple days later. I messaged you. We're going to do a, um, a dramatic reading of our first ever conversation. Okay. So this is July 25th, 2014 at 
let's note 10.50 p.m., which knowing you now, you're either asleep or you'll be awake for the next seven hours. Yes. So <laughs> I was really gambling. Yeah. <laughs> I could have either been already asleep for like three hours or just having woken up for the day. <laughs> yeah. Burlesque. Hard stop. <laughs> that is a movie I sobbed in the movie theater during. Judge Away. And then I say... 18 minutes later, so good for me, in all caps, I love that movie so much, period. I've never used a period in my life. I don't know where that comes from. So then I said, share a story as my mom's story to a perfect T. I went to go see it without her. And when I went, I was like, oh my God, I have to take her. And we went together and we ended up bawling the entire time. And I say, the next night, <laughs> the next night <laughs> over 24 hours later, I say, Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, well, I want to become friends with Jay, so I have to figure out something to pull from. So I just basically recap what I already said. Yeah. And then you say... (laughs) And we just sat in the theater and cried, and that's my life in all caps. And then I say, I just cried because I love Cher, Ellipse. And then you sent me a YouTube video. What's the video? It's you and Rent. This is a different conversation. Oh, (laughs) we've just already changed the subject. (laughs) So that's how we met, everybody. <laughs> so thanks to Alan Cumming for bringing us together. Yeah, really. And for any New Yorkers, he also recently opened Club Cumming, which has been in the news a lot recently over the spring because they got into some weird water with their liquor license and things are really going well. So we're super excited about that. If you've never been there, it's a great little bar and it prides itself. You would actually probably really like it. It prides itself in not being a gay bar. Nice. It's like for all genders and all personalities and like... It's a club for everybody, Mm. which is really nice. And you feel it when you walk in. And when they have dancers, they have not just like gay male dancers. So when we come back, we'll be with Alan Cumming. I think for Christmas, I have to get you like a soundboard. I would love a soundboard. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's just start off the same way we introduce everyone. Tell us who you are, how you identify yourself, and what book, movie, and person you would take with you to a desert island. I'm Alan Cumming. And do you mean my pronoun I identify myself? Yeah. He. And sexuality, if you would like. I would come, I would say, I prefer queer or bisexual, but actually, anything is fine. I mean, you know, I think that shouldn't be your prefix, actually. I think that's something we've all got to work at. That I get a little tired of my sexuality being the prefix to my name, as well as my nationality. You don't say straight American actor, blah, blah, do you? Do you really see Scottish as often as you see bisexual? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, def- and def- especially in Britain as well, you know, in mm. Britain. But I definitely, yeah, I, I think I see, or now I get Scottish-American here mm. to oh. show that I've made willing, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I think I just find that, as, I find that uh, not a very good... Thing. I, I think, you know, if, if the way to go is that we want people just to be that your sexuality is obviously important, but not the most defining thing about you, uh, because uh, it just, I don't think it is or should be. Um, I think the, and if ultimately we want to get to a day where we just don't care and we're all a bit more sexually and gender and everything fluid, then it shouldn't matter. Anyway, but um, I, would, I, like, I like queer very much because I think queer embrace is not just about what you do in your underpants. Yeah. I'd say it's about a sensibility and a, 
and I really like I mean my mum's a bit queer you know what I mean uh, yeah. in, just in terms of what she, and so I, I actually really like it. Obama, I, I thought Obama was very very queer so Donald Trump is not queer um, <laughs> but I but I would also define myself as bisexual and I would I take a what a person a thing a book a movie and a person to a desert island well I take my husband Aww. very fair for deaths the book I would take <laughs> well, right now, today, the book I would take is Calypso by David Sedaris because oh. I am reviewing it reviewing it for the New York Times and it's due in tomorrow morning. So okay. I, I would take it because I've got, you know... On deadline, that makes on sense. On deadline. <laughs> and the movie I would take... I think I would take Waiting for Guffman, the Christopher oh. Guest film, because I just love it so much. It makes me laugh. And, and I just think it's a really brilliant sort of... It taught me a lot about America because I understood if that was being parodied, then it must exist. <laughs> And uh, and I oh, think yes. that True. you know that uh, it's also really sad as well because yes. it's so it's so sincerely done that those people really do believe they're going to Broadway yeah. with that show and I just think that's hilarious and, so, and heartbreaking at the same time. A penny for your thoughts, a dime for your dreams. Would a shiny new quarter buy a peek at your schemes? And when you are away. So far from my side, I will cherish my penny's worth to the last time you're bride. Congratulations on Instinct. Thank you. So for anyone who's been living under a rock, Instinct is about what? Because you're kind of making history with this, which yeah. I know is like the talk of the town, but... I'm making history by playing the first ever leading character in a network drama on American television to be gay. So that's so there's never been a lead character who's gay. And, and, and I think that's really uh, terrible, actually, that, that it should be 2018 and that's the case. But the good thing, I mean, that's a great thing that that's finally happened. But also what I really like about this show... It's a cop show. It's procedural. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a former CIA pers- person who is a professor now, but he gets lured back into the field by the NYPD because someone is using clues from a book he's written to kill people. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's this kind of fuddy-duddy professor, but he rides a motorbike and he's a bit badass and he's CIA and blah, blah, blah. He's got all these ladies. He's a musical prodigy as a child. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. He speaks a million languages, all that stuff. And also he is a homosexual and he has a lovely husband and they have a very, you know, loving, supportive marriage. And it, what I think is incredible is that f- for m- millions, literally <laughs> millions of people in this country, it'll be the first time they'll ever have seen a same-sex marriage. And it's probably the first time they've ever seen someone who is queer where their sexuality is not the main thrust of the narrative and it's not seen in a negative light as well. So that, I think, both those things are very, very positive things. And it's also fun, I get to, you know, solve mysteries. And I just, I just I, when I think back, we finished shooting in December, and I, all I think of is I just was constantly stepping over actors playing dead people. <laughs> with their, their throats cut and everything. And they're all, they're all white, being pulled out of the lake or something. You know? I, just, it was just, I was always stepping over dead people. No, but one of my favorite things about the show is that it's quirky and funny and never shies away from the fact that your character has a husband or anything mm. like that. But it's also not hiding it in any way. So here's to instinct for not taking the show to HBO or something where this kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah, when the script first came to you, was it a CBS drama or was it sort of being shopped around? It came to me like as a book actually because oh. James Patterson you know him the, who writes oh my God, yeah. he writes one in every 17 books that are sold in yeah. America yeah. <laughs> so he's doing alright and so I got that and I got an early copy of the book and then oh. 
it was, I think because his company has a deal at CBS and then the showrunner, Michael Wright, he has a deal with CBS and then somebody else has a deal with CBS, I can't remember. So the CBS are the first people you you go to, they get a first look deal. So they bought, and they bought it. So, so it kind of was a bit of a done deal that if it was going to go, CBS would, uh, or they would certainly option it. So yeah. And the character was gay from the first. Absolutely, yeah. That's great. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah which is, that, that was one of the things that really surprised me. And in the book, it's interesting because the sort of, or the version I read, the character of my husband was called Tracy. And so it, there was much more of a long kind of reveal before you knew he was gay. Because, <laughs> right. you know, you're, it's, it's, oh. Tracy's going to be mad at me. Oh, I've got to get back to Tracy's, blah, blah. And then, because um, visually that's harder to, right. to keep going because you have to see the person. Right. But then they changed it to Andy. But that, there was a little gag in the pilot where she uh, thinks that. Yeah. She goes, which one is she? And I say the one with the big six foot one, gorgeous six foot one. <laughs> it's very, I like that. I, like, I also really like the relationship I have with the woman in it who's played by Bayana Novakovic. She's great. And she's an Australian Serb or a Serbian Australian. So the pair of us do not sound like we do on TV at all <laughs> between takes. I'm so late. Well, there's Andy. Which one is she? Uh, the one who's six foot, stubble, and a man. Come and meet him. Oh, is it okay if I introduce you as Lizzie? He doesn't know you're working with me. How is it you can deduce that, but not that I'm gay? You should tell him. I'm so sorry. I really love the fact that by taking away the will they, won't they you know, get it on sort yeah. of thing, which is the normal formula for a man and a woman leading a TV show. Because we are not going to get it on because I'm, I have a husband, it actually opens up a lot of other things. Like I'm like her best friend. I'm like her kind of, you know, life coach. I'm kind of cajoling her to get back into the dating scene. She's kind of reprimanding me. So it's actually, ma- interestingly, it makes it, and actually we are quite flirty with each other in that sort of jokey way. And uh, I, I think it's really interesting when you take away that element, it actually frees you out to do a lot of other things. So that's really lovely. And yeah, our marriage is actually, it's so nice that, I mean, we have we have a row coming up about something. And, you know, but uh, yes, daddy and daddy are fighting. You know, it's really lovely just to see something that is just, and also they're gay. I think that is, like I was saying earlier yeah. about the prefix thing, it's sort of interesting that that's what I feel is, the healthy way to if you want to make change you, basically people who are homophobic I feel are scared or ignorant of what it means to be gay and have probably not met very many gay people or have had a negative experience with the people they have met so actually expose any kind of phobia you know you just expose people to it and they feel less scared and they become accepting and it's not a, a problem anymore I think that's it's actually why I think when you see them, when there's an election in this country, and you see the maps of America, and all the blue bits are near water, mm-hmm. like even like a puddle, it would be more accepting. It'd be more democrat. Basically, water means that you have had to engage with people from other cultures because oh. hmm. of trade and right. ships coming in and blah blah blah, and just you know the commerce and just in, you're you're on the outside of the of the land. Wow. And you're dealing with other people. Whereas in the middle, it's red, 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 because most of those people are, you know, it's less likely that they will have encountered other cultures and other people and other things different to them. So they're more afraid of those. And I think that's bit, it's as simple as that. And when you can, when you, when you think about it in that way, it's not so scary, really. And I think it's just a question of, but what it does to me say that education is the thing. And education, I feel, in this country is the thing that's most in need of dire, dire help because I think I feel we've got Trump because of just a lack of lack of educated people and lack of value put on education right do you think that that has anything to do with 
why it's taken so long for something like instinct to come along. Yes, I mean, I think that's part of the equation too, but I also think you know, it's to do with commerce, because it's a television show. We're basically just doing stuff to fill in the gaps between commercials, right. I mean, really. And so if you have a, commer- if you have a, a formula that's working, why would you change it? You know, it's, right. it's, it's, it, that's capitalism, really. And, and I think that it's not like, um, you know, the networks aren't as progressive in terms of the narrative risks that they take, be, or, or not even risks, but just the topics they choose, because they're beholden to the advertisers. So I think that's also probably why. But I think actually now, you know, people understand that gay people and those who understand and love them are, are off quite often as affluent as straight people it's interesting though I always there's a sort of a cliche about you know gay people having disposable income right. kids and all that stuff yeah, yeah I certainly do not yeah nor do I <laughs> but that was what was there was a thing at my bar I've, you know I have this bar called Club Coming at my bar we had this fundraiser we had fundraiser for different things and it was for an LGBT credit union mm-hmm. because what I did not know is that yes we have this cliche of rich gays but actually, per capita, gay people are economically less well-off in general than straight people right. are outside of the LGBTQ. And I'm sure trans people even Of course, less. yes. It's because of prejudice. Often they don't get to... They're like, they will not be given a mortgage. They will not be... Because of, because of prejudice, they will not... Yeah, so it's... And also they, won't, they can get fired from their jobs, but, you know... All these things. Or they get kicked out of homes when they're young and so then they never even exactly. get their from the door. Exactly. So there's all all that sort of social stuff feeds into this economic thing. So actually what this these people are doing, it's so good. They're making this credit union specifically for us. And so oh, that wow. people you can go, you will not you'll be guaranteed a, a loan. You won't have to worry that oh am I am I do they know I'm gay, I'm not gonna get that. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's for that sort of situation. And I thought that was really great, but also it opened my eyes because I you know, I do know a lot of rich gays. I am one, I suppose. But uh, I, I, I didn't quite understand the statistic that's spread over the whole country. And with those other kind of factors involved, we need a helping hand financially. And there's, and there's, you know, still so much prejudice in the, in the banking and finance world. And it's called Superbia. It's a really great thing. You should Google it. Superbia Credit Union. Okay, so I know that you're listening. <laughs> Don't fast forward through this because this is an important message from Robert and Jay. He didn't tell me what he was going to say beforehand, so I don't know where this is going. We need you to do something. (laughs) Open Instagram, go to the search, and type in one more thang with an A because I was taken, and follow us on Instagram. We need you to do this because we need to be celebrities. (laughs) And the only way to do this is with your help. Now go to Twitter, open the search, and type in, once again, one more thang with an A because I was taken, and, oh, we didn't say to hit follow. Oh, then hit follow on Twitter. We have so much content on there that you need to be paying attention to. Twitter is all about the news, really. And our Instagram is all about recaps and hot or nots. Pictures of Sia with yeah. a Tuesday Pictures book club. Pictures of my cat with books. And all sorts of stuff. So help us out. Go to social media. All right, back to the episode. And you have a movie out right now with our friend Newfest. They were showing your movie after, after Louis. Louis. Yeah, and it's streaming. You can get it. You can get it on every platform available. Yeah, like you have video on demand. It's not on like Netflix and stuff. It's, it's you have to buy it. But it's called um, After Louis. Yes, and you play an older gentleman who <laughs> <laughs> an old bitter old gay. That's what I play. Yeah, he's still like feeling a little survivor's guilt and meets like a 20 something guy mm. and kind of strikes up this relationship I'll with see. and it's kind of saucy <laughs> yeah, no, that's sex. kind of saucy <laughs> yeah. 
when the film was on in San Francisco, at the, it was the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, Frame Line it's called. It was Pride Weekend, it was in the Castro Theatre, it, oh, right. it could not have been a gayer event. <laughs> and we were, the film was on. My mother <gasps> and my mother-in-law oh. were in the audience. I know, I love your gut, your hand is to your mouth right now. You've seen the film, you know what I what they had to see. Did they was your know? Was there? Oh, my husband was there, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you tell them in advance? Oh, I totally did. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I will not be sitting by you in this. And there's some quite extensive and um, yeah. sort of, you know, explicit yeah, sex. Yeah, I'm going to see it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, with me and a young gentleman. And because well, the, the bits when I'm fucking him and holding his mouth so he doesn't make any noise because there's somebody else asleep in the room. Uh-huh. That's a universal experience. Yes, yes. Right of passage. That was just, I thought, oh my God. I can't. And then, then there's the bit when we talk about S&M mm-hmm. right. stuff whilst we're painted. It's just, anyway, so it was so funny because afterwards my mum, you know, she's my mum. She's seen a lot of me do a lot. Of, she's seen me naked a lot. And actually the first time I was naked in a film, I was like, oh mum, she goes, oh, you know, that, I saw you, I gave birth to you. And she said, I, one time she goes, I saw your bits and pieces. I was like, all right, that sounds like it's a bit ragged down there. That's not. And then, so she was very, like, after this, after, after Louis, she was very like, oh, I thought it was a great film and a very good message, very, you know. And Grant's mum, my husband's mum, kind of, I think, to overcompensate for the fact that what happened, said this, she goes, oh, did you like it? She went, I love the sex scenes. I loved them. I'm like, what? This is like 83-year-old woman telling me how much she's enjoyed seeing, uh, watch her son-in-law pound a, a stranger. And I was like, please, just do it. She goes, no, I loved them. I loved the sex. I'm like, stop saying you love the sex scenes. Stop it, stop it. And she went up to Zach, who's the boy that uh, is in the film with me, Zachary Booth, and she said, I could see she said it to him. I just saw his face change on the dance floor. <laughs> separately telling her how much she'd enjoyed watching him getting fucked by her son-in-law. <laughs> Can we talk briefly about Battle of the Sexes? Yes. Which we loved. Yeah. We were we were big into that movie. We were. We also had no idea that you were in it. Yeah. And then you appeared and we, we gasped. <laughs> I did, funny. And you had that sort of speech at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Know. That's really why I did the movie because, I mean, oh. that's it's a kind of a, little, a titchy little part, but... It's got a great... I mean, I've realised that if you want to kind of, like, shine in the film, have a little part, but then have the last scene. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That, and also, I think that was such a, you know, a positive message to leave with, and a poignant one, and, and I just really liked it. I just really liked... I liked the film, and I also just really thought that part was... I, I, and also, Billie Jean herself, you know, we talked about... Because, obviously, I'm a real person, and this he's a, he was a real person about their relationship with the, and he used to call her superstar, Madame Superstar. Oh, and so, yeah, and I met, when, we, when the film came out, we did a thing at the US Open, and I met some people, you know, who knew him, and it was really lovely, actually. I, I really do think that's a great film, and I, I was kind of surprised that it didn't quite do as well as it yeah. might have. I think in a funny sort of way, because it was sort of, when the Me Too thing happened, mm-hmm. in a funny sort of way, I think it, we'd come out just before that with the movie. Yeah. And in a way, what we're kind of saying is really... What me too. It is, it is me too. The, the 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 chauvinism and the sexism and the stuff in the film and and I I, th- I really do feel if if Billie Jean had not won that match, we would be in a very different place in the world today, oh, totally. or certainly in America. So I just think, and then I think the Me Too thing kind of came along, and people, it was sort of the new version of what the film was about in some way. So I kind of think, sort of socially, it, it didn't quite. It didn't sustain throughout the kind of next few months that it, and it, that it might have otherwise. It kind of got a little swamped by what it was already saying. And, right. and, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. Madam Superstar. 
<laughs> Congratulations! Oh. Oh. Now come on. The Darcy can't start without you. I'm not sure I'm ready for all this. I think you may be more ready than you know. Times change. You should know you just changed them. Someday, we will be free to be who we are and love who we love. of celebrities that you've worked with who are queer LGBTQ icons and I want you to tell me like the first thing that comes to your mind from working with them. Sure. First, Cher from Burlesque. Oh, talking about olives. What? You know we met, there was a party because I was in that movie with her. That movie? Burlesque, the greatest movie ever made. favorite movie. Oh yeah. So I was on the day I met her, they were shooting and I was coming in a costume video or something. And Stanley Tucci had just been nominated for an Oscar for that film with the... Oh, right. The Lovely Bones. Bones, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And so they had a little sort of drinks thing and there was olives and, and, and so and Cher and I were chatting, so I was introduced to her and we started chatting, we were eating olives and we just got into this really intense chat about olives. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted to know. <laughs> and at the time I was like, I can't believe I've had to talk about olives. Okay, so Liza Minnelli. Oh, darling. Love. I mean, uh, I just think of her as a bubbly, lovely presence. And also, just, you know, she just leaves this hilarious message on my phone. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Every gay Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I have a very gay guy's dream life. Yes. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who's an instinct with you. Love Whoopi Goldberg. Did not know that her dad was a drag queen. What? what? Yeah. She told me, like, one time we were talking about something. And she said something about the leather bars. And she goes, oh, yeah. I said, she goes, she goes, she goes the eagles said, yeah. And the eagles are really fun. And she went, oh, I used to go there with my dad. I was like, what? And he goes, oh yeah, he was a drag queen. I said, like, just run that by me again. <laughs> Whoa! That is news to me. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Kudrow. Love Lisa Kudrow. Just one of the funniest people um, I've ever met. And I love, I, I, you know, I met her during one of the we stayed in touch, and I did that um, web, web therapy, therapy, which was just, I mean, that's the other thing. I saw the first season of Web Therapy on the website, and I just wrote her and said, I've just watched the entire <laughs> thing in one lump, and I'm peeing my pants. And she was like, oh, do you want to be in the next season? I was like, hell yeah. Oh, oh my so God. It's always good to tell your friends you like things that I know. <laughs> I was yeah. with Taylor. Oh, when I met her, I wrote about her in my book. Yeah. I, met her. I just met her that one time, but she was just such a darling. I to, I'm so moved by that little exchange we had. She was really, really funny. And then and it was, it was, I was awkward and weird. And, and then she went and got chatting and we were doing, telling dirty jokes and things like that. She was, she was great. Oh. Really. And then for an incredible ally. Yeah, yeah. More, mm -hmm. I doubt about it more. I'm so full of admiration for Yeah. Her. Bianca Del Rio. I love Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> I, the first time I met Bianca Del Rio was in what is now Club Coming. It was in East oh. Oh. And I think it may be one of the first times that she performed in New York City. She doesn't, I know I had a lovely chat with her after. She recently moved from New Orleans. And so they were doing, they didn't really have performances in Eastern Block very often. So she was doing her thing. And they didn't have a light, so I held a light in my hands, a spotlight on, on her. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, 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 so now we have this joke, she's going to come back to club coming into it, and I'm going to 
all the lights and, and our oh I will be there incredible yeah. <laughs> okay Kristen Chen with an Audrey McDonald in my favorite movie Annie oh my god yes hilarious Amazing. I love I both of them are such a hoot Kristen Chen with I think is ties with Lisa Kudrow for being the funniest blonde person I've ever met <laughs> when we were hosting the Tonys together don't you have right. the story yeah. so there's a lady who used to be the head of the American theatre wing called Isabel Stevenson. Uh-huh. And she's this lovely old lady and she, she died, but she was so nice and kind of so supportive of actors and sort of these you know, programs they have at the American theatre wing. So anyway, and you'd meet her when you were, especially when you won a Tony and then you'd always be asked to present and all that mm-hmm. stuff. She's always there, you'd always see her, lovely lady. Anyway, so one time, Lisa, uh, when we were doing the Tonys, uh, Kristen told me this story that she was, our assistant said, oh, um, Isabel is being honoured do you want to send her a message or so? And, and Kristen thought, you know, she's such a lovely lady. Let's send her a basket of muffins. So she sent a basket of muffins off to Isabel. And then about a week or so, 10 days later, she got a, a note from Isabel's son. And she went, thank you so much for the basket of muffins you sent to my mother's funeral. It was, <coughs> it was her funeral. And so there was all these like bouquets of flowers and then a basket of muffins. <laughs> And I said, I, just, I said, oh my God, Kristen, what, what did you say anything? She went, yes. And she wrote, congratulations. Oh, like, no. Oh, my God. Oh. She was like, won an award or being honoured or something like that. It was actually her funeral. But I said, now Kristen and I have a joke that whoever of us dies first, I was going to send a basket of muffins to the funeral. Oh, oh my God. Isn't that fantastic? I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> have you ever been at CVS? <laughs> all the time. And you swipe your card and it's like, would you like to donate a dollar, five dollars, whatever, to XYZ fund? And you're like, no, not this time. You know what you can do? You can take that one, five dollars, whatever it is that you're not giving to CVS and give it to us for one dollar. Don't give it to orphans. No. You know who needs it? Not Annie. (laughs) For one dollar, you can get us talking about shit that we don't talk about on here. For $5, you can get maybe some Leah Michelle videos. Yeah, that's true. Our $5 Patreon subscribers were the first ones to get our Leah Michelle videos. Yeah, you can watch us doing things that is too inappropriate for us to put anywhere else. No, I don't like that. That sounds like we put a sex tape on Patreon. True. For $1,000, you can get some nudes. That's reasonable. I know. Head on over to patreon.com slash one more thing and, uh, drop us some money, and we'll be bringing it to you this season in some pretty cool ways. At the end of every episode, we do something called One More Thing, which is like a little bonus segment where we call my mother (laughs) (laughs) and have her weigh in. And she is a big fan of yours and arguably Instinct's number one fan. She loves it. She watches it live every week. Um, And we have a little game that we're going to play with her. Penny Hunt. That sounds like a porn star name. Penny. Hello, Penny Hunt. It's Alan Cumming. <gasps> <laughs> oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so we're going to so play a little game. I have to go find the defibrillator paddles. <laughs> and self-apply. Well, hello, Alan Cumming. How are you? Very well, thank you. I'm, I'm going to quiz you. I've got a quiz here about oh. me. Yeah, we're going to give you a quick quiz. He's going to tell you two movies, and you're going to guess which, or you're, I mean, ostensibly you're going to know which one he was in, if your claim to be his biggest fan holds true. You ready? I'm ready. Sea Biscuit or Black Beauty? Black Beauty. Correct. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies or Golden Eye? Ooh, not a James Bond fan. If I'd known you were in one, I would have become a James Bond fan. <laughs> um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Wrong. Golden Eye, oh, but that's no. fine. I didn't know. Emma or Father of the Bride? Emma. Correct. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion or The Wedding Singer? Hmm, probably Romeo and Michelle. Well, oh. I'll say more than probably, if yeah. any. 
Crossroads or Spice World? Crossroads. Oh, oh sadly, no, I'm. Spice World. Spice World. Well, <laughs> I'll Crossroads give you that. That movie where you and and the girl were up on the roof of the apartment building. Roof of the apartment. What's that one? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Even he doesn't remember. Me it. and a girl on top of the roof of an apartment building. What were we doing? Um, you were te- like you were teenagers, I think. Teenagers. <laughs> She was. I'll, I'll have to go diving in IMDb and yes, and tweet tweet you. I think. I think there might be some alcohol involved in that moment. <laughs> I don't think I've been on a rooftop with a girl when I was a teenager. Are you thinking of Just Like Heaven, Mom, with Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon? No. Okay. 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 X Men Two or Star Trek: The First Contact? X Men Two. Correct. The Tempest or As You Like It? Tempest. Correct. The Smurfs or Trolls? Oh, I think you were Trolls. I was Smurfs. How dare you, Mom? You know oh, Trolls no. is my favorite Blue, movie. Like and the X-Men, too. Finally, that's right. Finally, Hurricane Bianca or Sharknado? Hurricane Bianca. Correct. Alan played Lawrence Taylor. I had no idea what my name was. <laughs> okay, Mom, you got one, two, three. You did pretty well. Five. You got half of them right, Mom. Surely more than half. Wait, that's... Oh, I... you got oh, yeah, okay. Seven. You got... Oh, wow. Mom, you got 70%. How does it feel? Well, it feels like I have some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go to alancumming.com for all your needs. <laughs> Sometimes people do that to me and go, you were in blah, blah. I go, no, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. And they go, no, you were. And I go, well, really, I would know, wouldn't I, really, don't you think? I know I've been doing this a long time, but surely I would be more likely to remember than you. But actually, my website, I use my, I use my website as an archive for myself. Like, I forget. Like, someone said, have you ever worked with blah, blah? And I go, no. And I go, Oh, maybe I did. Did I do a film with them? And I go and look up on my website. It's a really good thing to do to just archive your life in a public way. Well, I'll make absolutely sure you were in this movie I'm remembering before I accuse you of being. All right. I'm fascinated to know what that is. Hey, it's Jay while editing. My mom later tweeted at us that the movie's called Grey Matters. It's from 1996. Alan Cumming played a Scottish cab driver. Bye. Bye bye. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you, kids. This is so nice. Yeah, thanks for coming. Nice to meet your mom. I didn't expect that. (laughs) And everyone can watch Instinct. Sundays, CBS. Eight o'clock. Only CBS. I hope that that was as fun for you guys as it was for us. He was super sweet. He was super sweet. We liked him a lot. He called us kids, which we loved. When he brought up the story about Cher and the olives, I immediately had a, an intense craving for black olive, just like a jar of them. If any of you are Patreons know that that is what your money's going to, just a jar <laughs> of black olives, right? Speaking of which, you should become a patron. You go to patreon.com slash one more thing. You can follow us on social media at one more thing with an A because I was taken mm-hmm. on Facebook at one more thing podcast. Thank you to 440 studios for letting us record here. Thank you to Tessa and Anna. Megan Burnett, who really helped us out today. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that Alan brought. Yeah, he brought his entire team with him. So thank <laughs> you to all of those people, including Alan Cumming himself. We will see you next week. <laughs> Thank you.
my drag queen name I would love to be would be Tawdry Hepburn. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Dentures. Oh yeah. That That's funny. really funny. And a friend of mine just came up with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh, I love Oprah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we got. It. We take this on the road.